Why do most stories start with local Florida man? Because one singular local Florida man has done some crazy <laughs> shit in his life. Do you guys, do you guys know what Eurovision is? Yeah, the the like basically American Idol, but for all of Europe, it happens. So we can never have a we can never be in Eurovision. We should do a Merovision and have each state appoint their top singer and fucking compete for the crown. I think it'd be cool. I mean, it'd be That'd cool, be in- maybe. Okay, but like it's like our Eurovision. Okay, okay. So hold on, let's go through what state would probably have what kind of band. For example, Ohio would definitely be an emo band. One hundred percent. Oh yeah, <laughs> easily. Hundred percent. Wait a Absolutely. minute. Are, are you talking? Are you saying that Twenty One Pilots doesn't qualify? Well, no. I'd imagine this is like random people, right? Yo, We're not just they're gonna... pretty emo though. Yeah, I you mean, can't yeah. be a pro. Yeah, yeah. You can't. Right? Like, like Eurovision isn't pro, right? Like they had Celine Dion, but when she was an amateur, right? No, nah, it would one hundred percent would be an emo band. Yeah, it would. Uh, California ska. <laughs> and I was gonna say like Europop. <laughs> Like yeah, electro pop, Euro trash. Uh, Portland yeah. would have some fucking ukulele shit. Yeah, Portland has some or, hipster ass shit. I think, I think, uh, I think Washington's pretty obvious. Tennessee grunge. Would, ten, yeah. yeah, grunge. Tennessee would have uh, bluegrass mm-hmm. or Kentucky bluegrass. I don't know. I guess Kentucky, right? <clears throat> Tennessee, Tennessee would have country because Nashville. Yeah, Nashville. Country. They'd have like Taylor Swift type shit. Uh, Florida would have hip hop probably. So would Georgia. Yeah. So it would probably South and North Carolina. Would Maine just be like Stephen King movie soundtracks? Maine might be like a classical composer. <laughs> I'd be curious to hear what Delaware is. Hey, yeah. We're it's in just, Delaware. It's just the sound of a record skipping over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like the white noise like on the old TVs. It's like I BuzzFeed, uh, BuzzFeed did this. I seldom watch BuzzFeed because it's BuzzFeed. But... BuzzFeed did a video of uh, a, the alcoholic beverage of every state, nice. and these two people literally drank the alcoholic beverage of every fifty, uh, every one of the fifty states. Is this? And there were several states that did not. They was they just drink water because their alcohol laws were so tight. <laughs> what the fuck? That's funny. Yeah. Wait, is this one of those uh, things like the government appoints the state bird and shit like that? No, I don't think it's that. I think it. I don't. I'm not sure how they measured it because I think it was just like either the drink that most represents the state or the drink that's like most common throughout the state is what I'm guessing. Okay. Okay. Well, back to music real quick before I forget. Anyway. Texas, Texas would probably be country. Sadly, even though it's where fucking Post Malone's from, and I'd rather go with that. <laughs> dude, that video. He dude. He played fucking. Uh, he played with Aerosmith at the VMAs. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, it was crazy. He started out playing Rockstar and like the and then that part of the stage like rose up after the 21 Savage part. And then all of a sudden he just comes out, grabs like Post Malone, grabs a guitar. And next thing you know, they're playing Sweet Emotion. Whoa, nice. bro. I need to watch that. That sounds er, sweet. That sounds sweet a, emotion. Yeah, oh. it, was, it was pretty great. What other music genres can we think of? Or did we already kill this joke? This gag? This bit? Uh, this work? Would Oregon just be like the Life is Strange soundtrack? No, I already said Portland, Oregon would be like oh, yeah. a ukulele or something. So would Hawaii. Hawaii, Hawaii yeah, would Hawaii. definitely be ukulele music. No, Hawaii would be that one guy. Like He has a really long name that starts with an I and he does like Somewhere Over the Rainbow ukulele cover. Yeah, It'd dude, just be him. I just heard that song for the first time this year. What? In my life. Yeah. Dead serious. 
I never knew that dude. I never knew that song until this until 2018. Wow. Did I know. Just, I feel I feel un, like I'm living on a rock or something. Did shit. you skip the internet from like 2006 until just now? I don't know. It was weird. I mean, I saw it had like 300 million views. I was like, damn, where the fuck have I been? Because somewhere <laughs> over the rainbow to me is not that Judy Garland. Isn't that? Yeah. Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Wizard of Oz. That's where I think of that song. And I never heard that version of somewhere over the rainbow. So it was a cool backstory with that, too. Apparently, he had an idea in his head to do that at like three in the morning. And he like called the owner of this recording studio who came and let him in. And he recorded it in one fucking take. And that fact was brought to you by Tumblr from 2008. Welcome to the Tiny Disc Podcast, a show about game and life. This is episode 59. I am Robert Scarpanito, and I'm joined here by the very 2000 late teen to the party, Jack Cepeda. That's my ukulele, guys. I brought it today. <laughs> and our grungy Seattle boy, Colin Sparling. Uh, yes, I am one, I am sat- settling here nicely in the Pacific Northwest in, in grunge land. Uh, so much so that I'm still sweaty from this Alice in Chains car- scavenger hunt that I just got back from. Rip. Did um, you have to find Alice? Did you have to find some chains? So you ba- basically, you had to find Alice and her chains. Okay. Really? Um, so basically what happened was, so Alice in Chains, which is like one of the big grunge bands from the 90s, they're still going. They're about to release a new album. So to promote said new album, they're like, hey, yo, Seattle peeps. We uh, hid 10 CDs throughout the city. CDs. F- Remember yeah. those? <laughs> yeah. Go. go. F- they're all signed, by the way. Go find them. And every CD will net, sh- or, uh, will net that lucky person uh, guest list status at the secret show that they're having here in Seattle on Friday that no one knows the location of. Except Do they Alice. give clues? Yeah. Did they give clues to where the CDs were or no? Yes. And so basically you had to stare at their Instagram story and watch it update and watch for any clues. And so I was like staring at it all day when I was at uh, my internship. And as soon as I got it, I'm like, hey, got to go. Got to go. This Alice in Chains scavenger scavenger hunt. Okay, later, kid. Bye. Um, (laughs) And so I sprinted out and I headed toward the city. And the the last one before I got out of work was one right next to the Space Needle. And then I went hunting for another one. And it was uh, at like. Uh, Pike Place Market. So I was like, oh shit, it's took off sprinting. Like I was sprinting down the street. I got some really weird looks, but my backpack was flopping everywhere. And I was like, I was like staring at my phone. I'm like, I'm like literally crossing the street to get to Pike Place Market when I looked at, and I saw their story updated and somebody already got the CD. Oh damn. <laughs> I was so upset. Dude, so was that the closest you got to finding one? That was the closest I got. Yeah. I was literally, I crossed the street and passed the person with the CD in their hand. Oh. Yeah, I was like, yo, scavenger hunt, what up? And he's like, yeah, I got it. It's like, you son of a bitch. Dude, you should have like, beat him for it. I know. If I was in the middle of cross... Dude, I should have because it would have been right in the middle of a fucking crosswalk crossing a busy street. <laughs> oh, shit. I like yeah. how me and Robert both go to incite violence. Yeah. <laughs> incite violence. Yeah. That was our, that was our uh, knee-jerk reaction. So... I just realized something. You're talking about Pike Place or whatever. I'm like, holy shit, Seattle's where Starbucks is from. So then I thought to myself, like, holy shit, uh, you're probably, like, nearby the first Starbucks, like, number one. I've been to it. Is it all that? I mean, it's it's a pretty, like, touristy trap. When you walk inside it, it doesn't look like any other Starbucks you've been to. You see, like, giant, like, gigantic vats of, like, probably filled with coffee beans. And stuff like mm. that. And it's very small. It's like oh, tiny. Yeah? Like there isn't What's really the even one? places to sit. You just kind of walk in to get your coffee and walk out. 
It's the first one, right? I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Cool. Yeah. I mean, and and for those of you who buy Starbucks for whatever reason, you'll know the Pike Place roast. It's named after Pike Place. And is that a road? Or is that a place? Uh, it's it's like in like it's a district or you know it's like a big okay. downtown shopping area. Right. Gotcha. There's a there's a road called Pike Pike Place. Well, it's and, yeah. just Pike Pike Street. Or yeah, yeah that. Um. But anyway, yeah. So I was super set. It was a good opportunity to explore the city. You know, while I was inhaling all this wildfire smoke we've been getting. You know, it's not which bad has been today. great. It's not that bad today though. Looks kind of hazy today. in the background. But actually, so that was the first time I've actually been out in the city since we've gotten the smoke here really bad. And there are so many people wearing masks, mm-hmm. like a lot of people wearing masks. Um, so Maybe they're just st- Asians, dude, and you're racist. Well, that's that's actually true. There were a lot of Asians wearing masks, but also I mean, other people. Yeah. yeah, but that usually means like you're sick or something. Otherwise, no, I hear you. Uh, so is it so how bad is the smog on a scale of Beijing to Columbus, Ohio? It's like, I mean, it's, it's like to, smoke. It's wildfire smoke. It's not smog. It's closer to Beijing. But, but I mean, like yeah. there was one morning wow. where Colin and I woke up and we we're both like, dude, do you actually smell fire? Fuck. Yeah, yeah. legit. I, I woke up in the middle of the night to the smell of wood burning. Yeah. Like, no shit. Yeah. It Is was there fire wild. visible from you guys? Not, no, I haven't seen any. But like, so whenever I drive over the West Seattle Bridge, you get a pretty nice view of downtown with all the buildings and the Space Needle. Uh-huh. It's hazy and like, and it looks like an afterthought right now. From yeah, that, it's like it's like the we. I was joking with Robert the other day. It's like it's like the old fucking way they used to render like PS one and PS two games with the fog. Yeah, <laughs> like just so they they make the graphics run okay. It just it looks like it's just not rendered off in the distance. Right. I get it. Like pop, screen pop in and shit. Yeah, life. basically. You so, can't see the lake at all. So what's what's crazy is like that sucks in its own regard. But for whatever reason, this summer, Austin is getting fucking Sahara desert dust from around the fucking what? planet. Yeah, we're getting dust, giant dust clouds that just look, make the city and sky look like total shit. And it's dust from the fucking Sahara Desert in so, Africa. So is it making how? the sky yellow? Jet streams, motherfuckers. That's how. Oh, is the okay. sky all yellow and shit? Yeah, it's like yellow and dingy and just gross. It looks like a really bad Instagram filter. See, that's funny because that happens. Gross. That happens a lot in Korea, actually, because, you know, the Gobi Desert is huge in China. And pretty much every summer, we get, like, a giant dust cloud from the Gobi Desert coming mm. right down over Seoul. But, like, because, you know, China's become kind of a super uh, industrial superpower in recent years. Recently, it's been also carrying, like, smog and pollution and, and gross factory yeah. farts yeah. right into Korea, which has been great. That's what I thought. Awesome. I thought dust was, like, dead human skin. I didn't know dust just came from deserts. I mean, I mean, humans have probably not, died in the desert. Well, that yeah. too. And also not, I mean, not all dust is like human. You're actually like almost right. Like most of dust is dead cells as we, as we see it in like our houses and stuff. That's like dead skin cells and shit like that. Like, okay. I think it's over 90% of it is. Um, but like, it, and yeah, um, when you see it outside, it's usually some sort of like sand or rock sediment or, Soot. I mean, it could be all kinds of things. <laughs> is how is dust just haunted air? <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> it's air that suffered a mysterious hazardous death in the area. Interesting. And it returns very, to very haunt. dark, very dark, very. Evil. Now let, let me let me tell you, so you guys something else about Seattle. Uh uh-uh. The bubble tea craze. Robin and I talk about it all the time. I mean, that's but, everywhere though. But it's 
here, it's every like I'm talking every street corner, my dude. It's everywhere. Mm. I mean, Seattle the most Asian city besides San Francisco on the West Coast. It might be. I want to visit San Fran to find out for sure, but like it's so Asian here, and I love it. Cool. Yeah, it's great. It's so much, so much good food. Like so much, in, like they have just so much influence here, and it's it's awesome. Like the even the street signs, a lot of the street signs have like all sorts of kanji symbols, and um, uh, like they're written in all sorts of uh, Asian languages and dialects. I think I don't know if are, are some of them in Korean, Robert. I don't think no. I know. I've seen Japanese I mean, before. The Korean restaurants have Korean on them, but for the street signs, yeah. are in like Chinese and Japanese. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but it's just it's really cool that they sort of embrace it there, um, which is kind of sad because some of the areas are getting a little bit more gentrified. Um, but I, I mean, it's still really cool to see. Um, but point being, the bubble tea here is amazing. And you, and it's kind of it's kind of becoming almost as big as coffee here, I would say, like a lot of coffee what? places even do bubble tea. But um, yeah, like every every kind of bubble tea you could possibly want is is here. Um, bubble tea being obviously just what so tea, milk, sugar, and tapioca bubbles. bubbles over ice, and it's the best. It's an addiction. Once you taste it, you're like, ah, eh, it's kind of weird. And then you keep drinking. You're like, wow, it's pretty good. And then you're Wait, addicted. Did you say over rice? Ice. Over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yo, I've yeah, had a ro- all that. yo, I've had a roast con leche. That's Spanish food, and that's delicious. That sounds delicious. What is? What? Yeah. Wait, wait, isn't it's, that, ri- it's, it's like a rice milk drink. Yeah. And there's rice in it. Oh. Yeah. Is it like what, like a mushy rice or like how does that even work? It's cooked rice. I mean, it's basically Mexican bubble tea with rice. <laughs> gotcha. Would you like some gotcha. Mexican bubble tea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did say, dude. I will say though, like I had the strangest thing the other day. It was a bubble tea smoothie. Ugh. Yeah. Mm. It was literally like the texture of a smoothie. I got a taro. It was like taro. It was like fresh taro made into taro. a smoothie. With tapioca at the bottom. I've never heard it pronounced taro before. I always heard taro. Well, like the card. I mean, it's Japanese, so it's taro. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Bubble tea. Oh, you- what about what about that binsu, son? Bingsu? Yeah, you ever get any of that? There? I haven't. I haven't gone to a place here yet for that, but I also haven't been like searching for it. I'm sure there's Dude. bingsu in the city. There's this place here called Snow Monster. Fucking world class. Oh, Shout good. out to Snow Monster do, in Austin, Texas. Do they do they do that? Um, they do like all kinds of bingsu, like some with like mango slices on them, and like or like cheesecake. Tons, dude, it is so nice. cheap. Five dollars will get you like a bucket of bingsu. It's that incredible. Wait, wait. Amazing. So what exactly is it? I'm kind of confused. So it's a Korean dessert, shaved ice, and then just like whatever kind of toppings you want. Essentially, like basically seen- anything in a bubble tea. Yeah, okay. or, or like red bean paste. I've seen cheesecake fruit. Fits. Yeah, fruit, all kinds yeah. of diced fruit. It's pretty good. Syrup, pretty usually, usually topped with a fruit syrup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so yeah, that's interesting. Like, because Robert, kind of like that. He Robert introduced me to crepes. Like, uh, yo, the way they do up crepes. Mm. And uh, it was is it Korean? Is Japanese. It Korean? It's Japanese. It's a Japanese thing. Yeah, I've okay. seen it. I see it on Terrace House all the time. I'm like, fuck, I want a crepe. Do they yeah. have that there in Seattle? They do. Yeah. Yo, Shit. they have good ones. Like, I had one with, Shit. like, tuna salad in it and, like, eggs. It's so oh, good. What the fuck? You're fucking me up, dude. I thought it was, like, a sweet kind of thing, not a savory. I mean, they're, no, they're they're salad too. crepe. Yeah, but there are also sweet ones with, like, oh. strawberry and ice cream in it or some oh. shit. Yeah, I got okay. one with, like, strawberry and cream and bananas and chocolate and, yeah. Yeah, when I'm thinking dessert, I hear tuna salad. It just really fucked me up. <laughs> 
<laughs> Subway tuna salad mm, for dessert. Uh, <laughs> at, do you guys have natural grocers there? That that I mean, chain of grocery stores. I mean, it's called Natural whole, Grocers. We the have name. Whole Foods. We have Whole Foods. Anyway, I mean, I, I've never here. seen this at Whole Foods, but Natural Grocers. I just discovered this. They sell these crepe snacks that are like individually packaged and wrapped crepes. And they're like, I don't know, like 30 layers because they're so thin on the inside. But then they'll have them like with Nutella in them or mm. strawberry jam or some real good like kind of preserve. Sounds like Fucking a hot awesome. pocket. Kind of. Frozen. Hot cold. pocket. They're usually cold. Mm. But yeah, it was crepes are I'm, I'm down for some crepes now. Yeah. Crepes are basically very thin fan pancakes. And I'm a fan. They Yo, seem like so they'd be hard to we- make. Can we stop talking about food? You guys are making me hungry. I had to eat dinner. Oh, wait. Yeah, I did eat dinner. Never mind. Wow. <laughs> did you I forget? forget. <laughs> yes, I did. It was so too, long ago. Too bad, Colin. This whole show is going to be about food. We're going to talk about food. Welcome to the Tiny Food Podcast. Ti- tiny Pod. Tiny Podcast. Welcome the to Delicious Solo. Dish on NPR Radio. Bitch, bitch. You guys God. ever seen that that old uh, clip on Saturday Night Live? Uh, it's called Delicious Dish. It's an NPR like it's like a spoof on NPR Radio, yeah. mm-hmm. and the sweaty balls one. Okay, yeah. I'd like everyone to please try some of my sweaty balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sweaty. It's an ancient sweaty recipe. <laughs> God, it's uh, like it's like in South Park when they had chefs chocolate salty balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> stick, right, them guys. Your, uh, stick them in your mouth and suck them. <laughs> stick them in your mouth and suck them. All right, let's stop talking food though. Let's dish about some games you've been playing. Uh, Jack, do you want to start us off? Have you been able to play any games? Yo, well, it's been like a couple weeks since we talked about games, so I do have quite quite the you know uh, list here to catch up with. But I'm going to focus on three. Oof. I played the shit. I've been playing the shit out of some dead cells ever since 1.0. My man. And hot damn. That game is sweet. That game is very, very good. I don't know what... I mean, I never... I've, I, sometimes I'll go on some epic runs that will last me like hours. Sometimes I'll go on like, you know, I'll die like right away. Mm-hmm. But I've never had so much fun playing a game like that, like a roguelike in a way, like like with so much repetition. But they have a unique way of keeping it fresh. Yeah. With the procedural generation of the of the levels and the, I, the graphics look incredible, the music is very good. I think the music is a little underrated. Like I forget, did you did you play it at all during its early access, or are you only jumping in fresh at one point? Just a touch. Like I just tapped in. I was like, you know what? I want to wait till this is done because, as I understand, they went through a lot of changes and iterations. Yep, wiping saves and uh, <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to wait till it's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the combat is so good. I mean. Sometimes it's frustrating when you find a weapon you really love and then you die you're like fuck and then you you know you aren't guaranteed to ever find that weapon ever again kind of. Mm-hmm. So that's a little heartbreaking, but I I I I'm loving it right now. I don't know what else to say. I mean, it it controls great, the combat, the it looks phenomenal. I mean, on on all fronts. Like 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 I said, the sound is fantastic. Um I made it to the second boss, the timekeeper boss. Mm. Did you beat him? No. So I actually haven't played much of 1.0. Um, I only like first started playing it last night. And I got to the uh, the first boss, and they beefed him up since I last played, which I'm okay. a fan of, but then I died to him. Right. So fucked up when you lose like 30 cells. Oh, that is hard. I lost. That's the most I've ever lost. Oh, I'm so dude. pissed. <laughs> it, it can that's some- a lot. At least in early access. I, I've once had a run where I lost like 100 something cells. Oh my god! It's rough. It's rough. 
Dude, Colin, I cannot recommend this game enough. I think this game's going to come around around game of the year time. I think it's really that good. Yo, man, I I love Dead Cells. Dead Cells is a triumph of shockingly good game design. The ever-changing guts of its beautifully illustrated levels, <laughs> a staggering array of game-changing weapons and gadgets, and its breakneck motion. Oh, wait, this is IGN's review. No, you're hired. Hi, you're hired. Hi, oh, I'm starting wait. a website. You got a job, sir. This totally isn't IGN's review that I'm reading to you right now. Wait, Philip Mewson, hold on. Can we get you on the phone? Hello? That's what's really sad about this game <laughs> is that like the narrative is completely skewed, right? Everyone just thinks now about that IGN story about the guy plagiarizing. We covered it a couple weeks on this very show. Yeah. In news. What do you mean, guys? I it's totally played the games. These are these <laughs> these. This is totally my original thought. It's totally overshadowed how awesome fucking sweet this game is and frankly i was kind of hoping we could have a discussion about it without bringing up philip but i guess colin has to live in the Leave zeitgeist and that's colonizer to, yeah he has to fucking uh man everyone talks about this i gotta gotta jump on it philip guys remember philip <laughs> i was so not gonna bring i was so not even thinking about that i wasn't gonna bring no him, i so. mean it's it's cool to pretend that you played this game though guys right <laughs> yeah See, exactly though that's the thing is what what i hate about philip right now is that no one's going to talk about Dead Cells the same anymore. No one's going to be like, dude, this game was really cool in early access. And now it's even better in 1.0. Now it's just like, LOL, that's cool at all. But did you really play it? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, you know what? Hey, it's probably making it's probably helping them sell copies, though. So it's I, I mean, mean it's, it's getting the name out, but it's still like it's just a shame that discussions now are just going to be bogged down. No, because this game is very, very good. I think it's no, it's it's up on my list of switch games to buy for sure. I think it, I think it's better than Spelunky. I think it's better than it's not a Metroidvania either, which a lot of people think it is. It has certain aspects of a Metroidvania, but it is not that kind of game whatsoever. It's it's yeah. more like a roguelike. It's more like um rogue legacy i i would say the first few hours are kind of metroidvania e because you're kind of getting those skills to access new areas uh-huh. but then once you get them it's kind of like you know okay it's just a roguelike a Dude, good one though this is this is a game you could literally literally spend over 100 hours in mm-hmm. it's a deep long game man it is and, fucking good and i've heard too that even new game plus there's like stuff to do so that's that's exciting why is every game 100 hours so I don't, it's fun though man the feel of it the, the combat and the skills and the way they stack on top of each other man robert the last time i died i was so heartbroken i, I died to that boss i almost killed him by the way but i had two fucking level like six gold weapons nice that worked like perfectly oh oh and it's like and it's really cool too when you like okay you'll have the like the ground stomp that causes burning and then your weapons will like stack damage if someone's burning i don't know it's just yeah yeah, it really nails that kind of uh, uh, Borderlands kind of weapon and uh, Diablo, right? Kind of weapon rolling. It's mm. oh, it's fucking good. Yeah, it's it's the perfect game for coming up with good synergies on the fly. And they mm-hmm. add so many interesting weapons. Like one of my favorite ones. Like at first I thought it'd be a joke. It's the Spartan sandals. Have you used those? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So you, you basically just Sparta kick an enemy. That's all you do. You just hit hit X the Sparta kick, and it does like no damage. But if they hit a wall. It does stupid damage, you know, if, they, if you knock an enemy into the yeah, wall. Yeah, right, right. And, and it reminds me as well. I'm sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, there's so many times where I've kicked someone off the edge and I'm just like, this is Sparta. <laughs> <laughs> you say it out loud in your room by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this game does what so many classic, some of the best games in the world do, which is kind of like uh, Geometry Wars and kind of like Halo in a lot of ways, if you think about it. But they make it very easy to identify the types of different enemies. They have a a wide variety of enemies, which have very distinct 
attacks and very distinct behaviors and also very um, nuanced ways of tackling or of beating them the best. And I just think it does a great job both visually, audibly, and communicating that and giving you the skills to kind of, you know, whoop some serious ass and feel really empowered in combat. Yeah, and, and they changed little details too. Like back in early access, you know, in like the first area, there are like enemies that throw red grenades at you. Yep. So back in the day, those just looked like the green zombies, but were reskinned to be red. And mm. I was like, oh, I guess, all right, sure. But then like they updated it, and then throughout the road of getting into final release, they changed the whole design of that enemy, which I thought was oh, really nice. cool. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. And it seems like, I don't know how long this game's been in early access, but it seems like forever. Like, been years about, I, i've been about a year and a half i want to say that's it? yeah i wow. thought it was a long time i actually thought it was longer than that and see i thought it was longer too but man it seemed like forever so yeah. i'm going to keep playing this game and like i said i think this game's going to come around around game of the year time we'll see which by the way guys it's damn near september which means it's, the year's damn near over and i feel like it just started we yeah. have a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot of games still to the come years out. fucking fly by dude i'm so scared, so dude. <laughs> yeah it is crazy it's uh, and spider-man's right around the corner red Dead's right around the corner Holy dude shit. new yakuza drops on tuesday <laughs> it's fucking yeah, tuesday that, it's a that's time the for one. new yakuza game that's the one yeah. to talk about colin out of all the yeah. games coming out by the end of this year yakuza kiwami that's the one kiwami 2 hey fuck kiwami you two. i love my boy kiryu don't be hating same i want him in a tekken game but i'm also not going to be there and be like <sighs> Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, try Kiwami 2. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever, right, so Redemption 2 redemption is for pussies. Two, <laughs> two other, uh, two other, okay, guys, I'm going to derail this conversation. Yeah, what's up? So, what's two other uh, games I want to touch on real quick. Don't need to talk about them very long. I'm playing Madden 19, basically just because it's the new Madden. It's checking Ouch. all the boxes. It's fine. There's nothing great about it. I will say the st- it does continue the story mode. The kind of telltale story oh, mode of the you, of last year's Madden. Do you play like the same guy from the last one? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. It continues okay. the story, so that's that's cool. Uh, but I still think the story mode last year was better. Um, so it's using the Frostbite engine. It looks fantastic. It sounds great. I, it's also on PC, which is notable for the first time in I, I think maybe ever. I can't even think. Maybe it was on PC in the nineties. Maybe couldn't say um yeah but but uh so i'm playing an ultra wide 34 by uh, 1440 and you can play it in 4k as well so yeah it looks great but it's just football it's just you know like i said it's it's another one of those there's nothing phenomenal about it it's just got the new rosters and shit more notable is the way i got it i actually ended up dropping the hundred dollars for ea origin premiere oh Hey. And so I'm just I'm just now subscribed to video games now, and I almost want to do it this way from this point. I just want to be like, can I just like subscribe to video games? Like I'll just pay video games I'll a just, flat fee, and then I just get all the games every month. Like, hey, video you know? games, I can. Here's yeah. my money. Just I, I'm yeah. I'm just can I just, play all of you like the Spotify video games basically or something like yeah. that, right? Like I think slowly it's going to go in that direction, 100%. one way or another. I mean, we've already got EA and uh, Xbox on it. Ubisoft, I'll bet, is next. Mm-hmm. Or not, maybe not v- the very next one, but they are, you know, soon to follow. So, so yeah, and I think Nintendo is evaluating that as well. I don't have any evidence of that. But I, if I had to bet, I would say Nintendo will be the last of the major they always names are. of the game to do. To oh, 100%. Like yeah, because people have no problems laying down $60 for their first party games. Fair, yeah. fair enough. It is way cheaper to pay the $100 for a year as well than paying the $15 a month. It's, it's like $80 cheaper. It's stupid. So uh, so I guess I'm getting Anthem now. 
and I guess I'm getting you know Battlefield Battlefield Five, yeah, Five, yeah, and w- yeah, and whatever else EA is dropping on me. Now I've got Faye ask- and uh, yeah. I was gonna say, let me ask you this: Does that in- now, if you get Battlefield Five, does that include all the DLC with it that comes yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, it's all the gold. It's like basically the gold version of every game. Oh wow! Yeah, because okay. I got the gold version of Madden, which normally is a hundred bucks to buy, and I just paid a hundred bucks, and now I get to play it. You know, so it makes Shit. a lot of sense for EA sports games because people just usually buy those on an annual basis, anyways. You know, yeah, like they- that's true. Yeah, it makes um, me wonder if maybe like Call of Duty would ever do that because Call of Duty is just it's the same game every year basically. I don't think Blizzard Activision will ever do that. Mm. I, I'm I'm wishy washy. I'm not sure if they would make that move or not because it, I, they've already pushed pretty hard for the games as a service sort of deal. Yeah. Plus, um, I think I, I definitely think Blizzard games are like they wouldn't do that just because yeah, like Colin said, there are games as a service, but it's like when you already when you buy Diablo, I mean, it's still getting updated. You know, it's been like 10 right. years. Right. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Like, well, if we're talking Blizzard specifically, I mean, they don't really make games. They, they kind of just come out with a game every once in a while and just kind of just keep updating, updating and updating and updating and yeah. updating without ever like, making anything new for years. Like, we're not going to see an Overwatch 2 for years. We're just going to see Overwatch in three years, but with more updates and more heroes. Right. We're, we're not going to see a new Blizzard game for years, probably. Yo, yeah. Diablo 4. D- yeah, we'll yeah. see. Some point. Some point. Okay. Okay. Last game I want to talk about, and then let give you guys the mic here. I'm fucking. I don't know what it is. I maybe I do know what it is. I think Nintendo getting on these ROM sites and having all their games taken down. Excuse me, has really pissed me off. Nice in a, in a lot of ways for a lot of reasons. I, I think it's very counterproductive. I don't like it. It just really bums me out, man. Especially what happened to Emu Paradise. Like that was kind of like my go-to. Yeah, yeah, that's where I got all my ROMs for my <sighs> NES and SNES classic mods. You, you hear that, Reggie? You're making <laughs> yeah, Jack right, sad. Yeah. Come on, Reggie. Don't C- don't make Jack sad. <laughs> aren't there edit, aren't there headquarters in Seattle too, Colin? You might want to shut your mouth. Yeah, over in uh, <laughs> Redwood. Yes. Wait. Redwood, Redmond. Washington. Redmond. Redmond, Washington. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, where's I going with this? Oh, so I was like, "Fuck! I want to play some Super Nintendo games. I don't give a shit." Thank God I kind of have gone through my emulator phase and like went and gotten, you know, 99% of the games I ever wanted to play because they're kind of disappearing now, you know, which is something I never thought would happen. But I started playing Chrono Trigger again, the Super Nintendo version. Nice. And I guess it just went on sale on Steam, too. Yeah. Not the best version of that game. I've heard, though, that they updated it enough where now it's like passable. Uh, Passable. okay, but it is still the iOS version of that game. Yeah. Yeah. And the graphics, even though they're high res, they actually, I can tell you now because I've been A-B testing it, The especially the overworld map where you're a small little character, if you guys ever played this game, where you're a small mm-hmm. little character and you're like walking from city to city to towns and shit and castles, it looks like total ass compared to the Super Nintendo version. Like it looks just so bad. I was like, what the fuck is this sprite? So anyways, mm-hmm. uh, I've been playing that. I'm probably like 10 hours in and man, just as good as ever. That game is... I don't know. It's, it's fucking. It's, it's a, a super dude. It's a, such a good game. Like I, I still play my DS version. It's my so. yeah. I have the DS version too. It is uh, it's the best game in my opinion that that artist ever worked on. Akira Toriyama. Yeah, it's my favorite game uh, that he has ever done art for. Mm. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, I don't think there's too many people that'll argue that. I mean, there's basically that, and then Dragon Quest, and there might be. I think there might be a. A, an odd one out here and there. I'm, I'm not Ball. entirely sure. Well, 
Yeah, but then he's you're known talking for Dragon games. Ball, right? Yeah, he's known yeah. for Dragon Ball. But if you're talking yeah. games, yeah, like Chrono Trigger is the game that he illustrated for. Right. Um, so, but yeah, it yeah. sucks about uh, Emu Paradise, though, man. I because I, I I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos about like how it's just such a bad idea and that it kind of ruins the idea of of preservation because it's just it's costly and it and it's to basically get the the native hardware and buy those games you know that costs a lot of money especially with the collector climate the way it is now and there's tons of games that will never be played again exactly and and cd and like disc decay is a real thing like Mm -hmm. eventually the games that on those discs they're gonna rot disc rot it's i mean they're not going to be playable anymore so if anyone wants to go back and play classic games some few decades into the future like it's not going to be possible yeah i mean can you imagine nothing out there yeah, can you imagine a world like just for you know the layman here? Can you imagine a world where you just couldn't go back? You just could not go back and listen to like Frank Sinatra sing New York, New York, or Aretha Franklin sing Respect. You know what I mean? Or Michael Jackson sing uh, whatever song. Like it's in exactly. or like there's just movies like oh I can't go back and watch Bring It On. Can you not shit. name a Michael Jackson song? No, I can't. I'm just saying they're all fucking good. Man in the Mirror okay. is okay. my favorite song. I want Man in the Mirror played at my funeral. Just gonna put that on the internet. So. To to quote Indiana Jones, it belongs in a museum. I mean, Good. it's just give us a listen. I want a legal way. I'm fine with it being legal to give you a, a reasonable amount of money to play whatever video game that ever came out before. Like, give me that service. I, I'm not saying I want it all for free necessarily if if i can't have it free but i will take it for free but i would pay money to play you know some of these licensed games that will never ever see the light of day ever again there's just huge massive swaths of video game history that are going to remain inaccessible it's just fucking sucks that's what i'm saying and it's like okay so i know there's like sega genesis the classic collections that they're coming out with they're putting more stuff on the eShop. And there's also, uh, I mean, Nintendo, and I think that's a big reason why they took that down was because they're coming out with the online service and they're giving people like they're basically drip feeding NES classic type games as part of the online service that you pay for. Yeah. Uh, on how, the Switch. How much you want to bet those are just ROMs? I mean, they're 100% just ROMs. Pro- oh, probably. Yeah. Almost guaranteed. Um, And so, but it's like, that's not going to cover that's not going to cover everything there's so many obscure and unique consoles and games out there that it's just impossible to cover everything so i definitely i mean especially here in seattle there's a lot of collectors that are working towards the idea of preservation the video game museum is actually a thing um i think they're based out of texas um right and they actually travel the country uh with their with a good part of their collection but i this just it's a huge hit to to the people that want to enjoy those old games. And a lot of those people that enjoy those old games, they see if they they enjoy the game and then maybe they'll go out of their way and actually buy it. That's like, that's how Spotify has helped me out. Like I, if I hear something oh, I like yeah. on Spotify enough, I go out of my way to buy that album. Dude, you know? I, I did not know about nothing more until Spotify or like asking Alexandria or just a ton of other bands. I've learned from looking at like the hot metal chart or whatever on Spotify. That's like, what the I'm fuck's saying. this? This is awesome. Yeah, there's tons of bands that never would have gotten your money had you not had Spotify not been a thing. So 100%. I think it's a similar idea here. And yeah, I just I feel like I I feel like it should almost be similar to music because uh, you know how you have like public domain laws and stuff like that, right? I feel like so, like in the case of some way old games, it should be like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. As long as the legality is there. 
they just have different challenges. It's not like you need a specific type of tape player or record player to play this type of music. You know what I mean? It's right. like a medium. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you it, do need a Sega Genesis or a you know a Game Gear to play those specific games. That's the, that's one of the major hurdles here. Right. right. Exactly. It's not, it's not like you need a Seattle box to listen to grunge and then like a Ohio <laughs> box, box to listen to emo, right? It's Yeah, it's it's just you have a CD player, you have a cassette player, whatever, you're good. You want to listen to your favorite grunge music? Try Seattle box. No, no like somebody's going to take Seattle that. Box. Somebody's going to take that and they're going to turn it into a monthly subscription box where it's just nothing but grunge. Is yeah. Seattle like still really like gripping the grunge as it's part of its identity as a city? Well, considering That's that Allison Chains is is pushing the shit out of their new album here, they're playing a show on the Space Needle. They're doing the scavenger hunt thing today with the secret show on Friday. They're playing a bu- and uh, Pearl Jam just had two home shows last week yeah. that raised eleven million dollars for homelessness. Wow! Um, like it's huge. There's wow. there's two there's two shows. And I think next weekend that are grunge tribute shows. They're just all grunge tribute bands, and they're you have to pay to get in. They're like twenty bucks a ticket, right? Oh, but I, I wouldn't say grunge is dominating the market here in Seattle. It's not like everywhere I'm not saying it's do- dominating, but it's in it's in the it's part of the DNA of the city. It's exactly, it's the, exactly, yeah, exactly. But it's it's also like it's not like Pearl Jam could be like we're gonna raise money for the homeless in Seattle. In Austin, Texas, guys, we're gonna have two home away shows in Austin, Texas. And, no, you know, it's no. Like, but I believe you were asking if it was a th- still a thing in Seattle, right, Jack? It sounds so, like it's still a thing. Yeah, yeah I'm just curious yeah, it's still if they're a like thing here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I mean that yeah. was fucking almost damn near thirty years ago. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Um, bring us back on track, though, Colin. What have you been playing? Oh my gosh. Okay, so which game should I go with first? I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna talk about Shadow of Mordor. Oh, so I, is that the sh- first I've one? Had, yeah, I've had Middle or Shadow of Mordor sh- sitting on my uh, shelf for a good long while. Um, and it was one of those games where, like, I played, I don't know, like four or five hours. And I was just like, eh, you know, it, it's it's very it's hard to play that game without deriving some sort of comparison to Assassin's Creed, to the Batman Arkham games. It's just it's like they're just kind of glaring, in my opinion. Um, so much so, I don't know. If, I mean, I think Robert recalls it, but I don't know if you remember, Jack. They actually called that game out for possibly like they almost got sued because they allegedly stole Assassin's Creed Two code. No, we, we've actually talked about this multiple times on this very podcast. So yeah, have we? Shit. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. Just as a reminder, I guess. You, then remember when Colin stole from uh, from our show talking about the 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 time when Assassin's Creed code was stolen? Good yeah, Dead Cells review, guys. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Um. Anyways, point being, that was a thing. But one day the mood struck me. I was like, okay, I'm going to play this game. I'm going to try it again. So I put it because I, I love Lord of the Rings. So for the sake of that, I tried it. I'm going to give it a second chance. And I, I, I will say like the first few hours was kind of a slog, kind of pushing through. And it's repetitive a little bit, I would say. And the game gets kind of samey. But it hits a point in the game where you start leveling up and your character, Italian, just turns into a fucking murder machine. And it's it just makes the game so enjoyable for some reason. Like you're countering and just like splitting skulls and just cutting heads off and taking out all these orcs. It's so easy. And the next thing you know, they throw. And what makes me upset, though, is they don't throw this in until later, like way late, 20 hours into the game. You can start branding orcs and start building essentially an army of orcs to fight for you. And so it turns into like almost a strategy game. And it's it's it just so enticing. And the game just took like 
almost a 180 turn for me in terms of like how motivated I felt to play the game. Now it's like I'm actually really enjoying the game. And it also helps that like halfway through the game, the the setting switches. Like you're on a whole new map, you know, you do have to do the whole nemesis system thing again, but it's just so much more enjoyable because you get a prettier place to look at. You're not staring at the black gate constantly and all of Mordor. It's like you see the water and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, point being, yeah, I basically had a change of heart on Shadow of Mordor and it's it's a pretty decent game. And then I ordered the uh, the sequel off of Gamefly, and they sent me a disc that doesn't work. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that sucks. That yeah, sucks. they yeah, because they had like a huge sale where you could get a bunch of used games dirt cheap. And they're like, yeah, we'll give you all the contents, we'll give the box and everything. I got the disc and I put it in the PlayStation, and it just went install. So I'm like, well, uh, hey, uh, Gamefly, what's going on here? And they're like, oh, well, yeah, sorry, you can just send it back to us. I'm like, well, by the time I do that, it's going to cost me about what it cost me to buy the game. So thanks, thanks, I guess. I mean. Not quite, but I mean, not it depends quite. on if, if they're going to send you another copy. They not, they're not, though. Mm. They're just going to refund me. and That's it. Rip. Yeah. So it just it almost isn't worth it. it. I'd probably make a little bit of money back, you know, but like not that much. Yeah. So that kind of sucks. But point being, the series is actually pretty decent. And I would what really put me off, though, was because I had to go back and look at the reviews the game was getting at the time. Because the game when it came out was kind of like a sleeper hit. No one was really super expecting it to be good because the last few Lord of the Rings games really weren't. The, I mean, Lord of the Rings Conquest was decent. Lord of the Rings War in the North was pretty mediocre. So everyone, Yo, the the what was that? A Battle for Middle Earth Two was one of the best strategy games ever made. Yes, Battle for Middle Earth Two was actually very highly touted, and that's fucking I, sweet. Actually, that's an expensive game now. Believe it, it or not, it is rare on 360 too. Yeah. It needs to be on. It needs to be on Batwars Compat on Xbox One X and 4K. Is, is Let's that stop game in- fucking around? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Very passionate. Wow, he's a man who's passionate. So, so he's so passionate about this subject. <laughs> like, wait, is it not on PC? I don't think so. It's not because I feel like the game would work better on PC anyway. It seems like it would be. I feel like it's weird. Look it up, Robert. But I feel like it's a weird thing because you would think it is, but it's not. That's why it's so expensive on 360. Huh? It might have been a 360 exclusive. I hope I'm wrong. It was in it. Well, console. It was a 360 console exclusive. It wasn't on any other console. But I I don't know if it was on PC PC or not. I don't think it is. That sucks though. If it's not, because I've always heard good things. I've always wanted to check it out. But Robert, what are your findings? Uh, it's on Microsoft Windows, y'all. <laughs> what does that mean? So it's it, in the Microsoft Store. Well, I don't know about that, but it's playable on Windows somehow. For PC, oh, it's playable okay. on Windows somehow. Okay. But it's so it's not on Steam. A, I don't know if it's on Steam. Um, anyways, but Lord of the Rings has had like kind of a a wishy washy history, I would say, with video games. But Shadow of Mordor, I would I would put it in the good category. It was it's one of the better ones. Um, what what is it, Robert? <laughs> okay, so it's available on PC, but you need to buy a disc. I think is how it is. Oh, uh, oh I knew no. there was some there was some serious bullshit. It's on. Guess what, guys? It's not on Windows. It's on fucking CD ROM. <laughs> it's on PC <laughs> CD floppy disk. Uh, anyone want to guess the the cheapest Amazon price I can find for it? I bet you it's like a hundred bucks. 150 bucks. 159.988. Fuck you. Jeez. What? Is that it's used a sweet or new? game though? That's uh, allegedly new. Used is 99.99. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's so crazy. Yep. Yep. Dude, and I'm it's like It's a great game though. I beat it. 
I, I think I game flight it. There was also uh, the Lord of the Rings, the Third Age, which was a fucking turn-based Lord of the Rings game. Yeah, it was so strange. It was weird. It was well, like, turn-based. Oh wait, was that on PSP? It and there might have been a version of it on PSP. There was a PSP like a Final Fantasy Tactics Lord of the Rings on PSP. I played it and I was looking forward to it, and it wasn't that good. Mm. Oh, that's lame. Um, um, but anyway, yeah, Shadow and Mortar, pretty decent game. If you haven't played it? It's worth it. All. It's worth it on sale for sure. Monolith Productions doing some pretty decent stuff. Nemesis System kicks ass look forward yeah. to play, uh shadow of war see so when so. shadow of mordor came out i was just like all in i played it and i was like wow this is actually like really solid for a lord of the rings game and i mean full disclosure i don't like the lord of the rings i i can't stomach the movies for whatever reason but the that game was just like very addictive in its gameplay and the nemesis system is actually all that jazz it's like yeah it's, I'm yeah, really, it's cool. I'm honestly very surprised that no other major franchise has ripped that off in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, every, everyone in the industry was surprised. Everyone's like, why isn't more people funding this? That's <laughs> like, in the new, that's in the new like version, though, right? Research. Like, they used it in the sequel, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they did. Okay, yep. okay, okay. Yeah, but yeah I, everyone, it, everyone thought they were going to rip that off, and it really is harking more back to Mercenaries on Xbox. It's yeah. like the Deck of 52 system. Yeah, so. and I mean... It just it, it makes for a solid fun gameplay, and it really it genuinely pisses me off when I get killed in the game. They're like, "Oi, Ranger, you're pretty easy to kill, eh?" And then they're like, you know, then you got to watch the next five minutes of like them taking each other over and killing each other, and then getting more powerful. And you're like, "Motherfucker!" And yeah, yeah. I, I also love how all the the Urix right not works. They're they're, they're all just angry British men. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. It's all. It's, I'm pretty sure they're all voiced by the same guy. <laughs> yeah, just one guy. <laughs> we are Legion. Oi, Ranger. You know how many times I've heard that? You just like doing that. Just admit I'm, it, dude. You hear it all the time. Oi. Yeah, it's it's Colin Oi Ranger Sparling. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey now, hey, be nice. No. Anyway, so yeah. what other what other bits have you been playing? So, I've been quite playing quite a few other games, but I want to talk about... I'm going to give some love to Ease 8. <laughs> Ease 8, the lacrimosa of Donna. You're on, a sucker for these Japanese like games that come out monthly. <laughs> well, you know, Ease is a great series, and it's always been one that I've wanted to dive into, and I finally did it. Ease 8, I've been paying attention to for a really long time, and I was really patient because I wanted to wait for the Nintendo Switch version. And Ease 8 is the first game in the uh, the Ease series... To be fully 3D. All the other games were very, like sprite based um, and pretty basic graphics. They just kind of like got the job done. But what stands out in these games is the action RPG gameplay. Um, and it's it's definitely one of like the best art. Like it's one of the best RPG series for that. I would say in the in the Japanese role playing genre because it's like it's like if you took Zelda but like threw a bunch more enemies at you and just made it way more frantic. And wait, so Hyrule um, Warriors? <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, basically, uh, just described Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, but it's not like it's. I don't know. It's not that repetitive, though. It, I don't know. I wouldn't say there's like as much as like, oh, you got to guard this base, and then you got to go here, you got to go there. There's Lou and there's actually, nowhere to be found. Yeah, there's but there's an actual decent story to this one. Mm. And the characters will like actually have some depth, unlike a Hyrule Warriors. Hey, Link but, has a lot of deepness. Yeah, you know when it is his all of his saying nothing. 
Yeah. And dude, here Hyrule Warriors is basically just a fan service game, all right? And this 100%. is coming from a Zelda fan. Yeah. That's all it is. Um so Ease 8 just I it's, so it's a, it's a great game, very action based and you got I mean it takes a little bit to get used to the controls and and it, it just locomotion takes a little bit of getting used to you. You run a lot faster than what you anticipate. I don't know. Overall game feel just kind of feels, it just takes some getting used to, but it is a game that will kick your ass. Like you make one wrong move, dude, you're dead. You are one dead boy. Yeah. Um, and like, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, it's, it's very consequential. It's like you die. Oh, got to go through that area again. Got to retrace your steps. Got to make it all the way back. And, their enemies respawn constantly, which, and and that on that note, it's a very grindy game. That sounds kind um, of obnoxious, kind of. Yeah, it, I mean, it's not. I wouldn't say it's obnoxious. It's like it, I, w- I haven't like had to sit there and grind for hours and hours and hours on end. It's not. It's definitely not nearly as bad as Dragon Quest that I was talking about before. Dragon real Quest qu- Eight. What's real up? quick, if, if I could just chime in on like game mechanics that I'm surprised have not caught on more. Yeah, you know, when we talk about games that were grindy but also kind of got it right, I think Earthbound deserves a shout out here because if you got to like you know certain amount of levels above an enemy and they were just so beneath you, just as soon as they touched you in the overworld, you just got the XP and the items from them. Nice. They wouldn't even let you fight them because you were like, you're just gonna win this, go in here and hit them once and die. So they would save you the trouble of doing that. And That's I just think like so I wish more. You guys never play the game. Good. No, I've never actually played Earthbound. Bro, I wish... I Okay, first of all, play that. Holy fuck. But also, I just wish more games would adopt something like that to when, you know, when you're grinding and if you get above a certain level threshold, you're just going to get all the shit from them. But it wouldn't be worth that much, you know what I mean? It wouldn't yeah. really pay to sit there and do that. Or time. I think Bravely right. Default did something... They did that pretty well, too, where you could, like, adjust the right. frequency of, like, how often yeah. enemies would... Yeah. You'd run into enemies. No, agreed. Yeah, so what I what I appreciate, well, obviously it being a you know an action RPG, it's not like a turn based thing because that's what, what annoys me about the turn the more turn based uh, JRPGs is that those games where you can't see the enemies, right? Where it's just you're kind of walking, you're walking, and then you're just in battle. I I don't know why it's just that just annoys the piss out of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that's if I'm the only one, but like it's just I, I like to see enemies and I like the idea of like going up behind them and then hitting them and then engaging battle when I want to mm-hmm. I think engaging battle should be on me or like if I like like the Tales of series does that right where you go to an enemy you hit them and then you're in battle then everything happens then you're out of battle right. or they or unless they come up behind you and they sneak on you they get a sneak attack blah 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 I like that I like how having that mo- mo- that agency but the idea of like just kind of walk like Octopath Traveler, I think, does it right where you're just kind of walking and then you're just in battle. Like yeah, it, it's like Pokemon. Right, right. Which I can tolerate it because I don't think Octopath is obnoxious about it. And you can take potions to like make it less um, less frequent. Um. Anyway, back to ease. So um, the, basically the, the idea of ease is you like, you know, you have him like not amnesia, but like you come up on this uh, this deserted island you crash your ship and then you find all your buddies and then you're trying to find all your buddies most of the game and there's a big you find out that there's a big bad guy and blah 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 pretty basic jrpg story it's like wow, you're, really, you're really selling me on this can you tell me more i know you're i don't think you like this game very much <laughs> i know I, I i feel like it's coming <laughs> off that way but i honestly do though because i like i i don't really know how to like better 
better like kind of projective but I, the gameplay of it is definitely like the meat of like the, the gameplay of it is very enjoyable like it, it constantly changes you're getting new abilities and new ways to traverse like where you're going and you you're constantly getting new uh attacks and like it's really flashy and you can uh you can switch characters on the fly with just the touch of a button and all of the characters are like very in- enjoyable. Like their dialogue is hilarious. There's a dude that talks about like shitting and farting all of the time. Nice. Like nice. literally all of the is time. Is he just a dude? Is he yeah. the guy from Metal Gear? Is he wearing like, pants every game? Wait, yeah, is, he's is like, he, ugh, ugh, I heard they're making a new Metal Gear. Is he <laughs> your right hand man? Is he your number two? Yeah, he's he's my he's my number two. <laughs> Riker, like Captain Riker. He just I don't. I forget his name. He's just some big dude. He, he literally uses an anchor as a weapon. It's a fucking anchor with one side of it broken off, and that's his weapon. And Sounds he's pretty like, shitty. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty shitty. No, he actually kicks major ass, and and that's the cool thing about the battle system is they make you have like they make you use the whole switching on the fly thing because every enemy has a different type of damage they can like a different weakness. Otherwise, you're not dealing shit with the damage, so you got to constantly switch uh, characters in order to deal that damage, right? Mm. Um, so yeah, that's all well and great. And the game is pretty fluid and, and it feels good. But the biggest problem I have with this game is this, the switch port is fucking terrible. It's bad. It's really bad. Yikes. Like, fl- like flame frame rates all over the place. The resolutions all over the place. It like, what? yeah, that like NIS America dude just biffed on this port. Like, I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, Ew. it's just, it just doesn't run well. Um, it's it's like I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there and you can watch during the cutscenes and the game like fluctuates resolutions during the cutscenes. <laughs> it oh my gets gosh. Yeah. That, I'm not that's shitting just you, dude. Fucking sloppy, dude. Yeah, it's it's a terrible port and it's lo- it's like not even locked at 30 frames per second. It's like it definitely dips at times. And they put out I think four patches and they still haven't fixed that that problem yet. I don't even know if they're going to put out any more patches out, but it's just frustrating. Like it's literally making me want to buy the ps4 version just so i can get a cons- a consistent 60 frames in 1080p and not have to worry about it like yeah the o- the reason why i'm still holding on to the switch version is because it's portable but like, is that portability worth it when that's what your performance is going to look like? just just barely like it's playable enough for me to like still want to play the switch version and luckily, luckily for their sake, I'm like I'm too far into the game to kind of quit now. That sort of deal, you know. I'm I'm already like ten or so hours in, so it's quitting now would kind of suck. It would, I would have to restart from scratch. Um, but yeah, like, but I will say though, the gameplay is strong enough to make me keep playing, and the characters are funny and hilarious to to talk to, and it's it's anime as hell. It's anime as all hell. It's over the top. The character designs look kind of ridiculous, and of course, the women characters show like a little too much skin you know as per usual in a jrpg it's like oh yeah obviously the less skin is covered the more protection you have right yeah yeah i don't understand the appeal <laughs> right of, um of anime girls or the whole game the whole game <laughs> what are you saying <laughs> Yeah, I don't. It's like I, I, I would like recommend it. It's just like I, I feel like those aspects of the game should be called out. I will say though, if you're gonna buy the game like today, you're gonna go out and play this game. Just play the PS4 version. Like if if you don't want to deal with the performance issues, just don't. Yeah, just play the PS4 version. But it is a, it's fun as hell. I will say yeah. it's a very fun game. And I've heard it has a phenomenal story. Not at all run of the mill. <laughs> per per your I mean, description. 
you're there for the like the, the characters are carry or what carries the story. Like the bonding between the characters, the overarching plot isn't the like the greatest. It won't, it's not going to blow you away, but the characters themselves I, are fun. I feel like we've been talking for 15 minutes about how this game is not that good. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I, part of me I thinks pro- you're giving it a pass because it's a JRPG. Hmm. I wouldn't say that. Like, I I do enjoy the gameplay. That's why I play JRPGs mainly, though, is because of the gameplay. Like, that's the main pull for me. Like, like hitting not- stuff and watching the numbers get bigger. That's what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, it's addictive. It's an addictive formula, though. I mean, it really is. And but I mean I feel like that that's it is like a common problem though in JRPGs right is like the graphics engines like they're not usually the best optimized you know what I mean like yeah. Tales of Tales of Berseria didn't wasn't a good looking game you know it didn't look the worst but yeah no it wasn't you. the worst but it looks like a late PS2 game with an upres yeah like, Final Fantasy 15 though that looks good that looks good it could have looked better though. I feel like Yo, it could have looked better. PC, bro, looks good. Well, I'm, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but but that's PC though. Anyways, all right, yeah, good, I've, I've been about... going too long, but I, I promise I recommend this game. <laughs> yeah, it's a great game, great characters, great story, fantastic story. Buy it for the story. Story's the best. <laughs> I heard the combat's uh, good too. Yeah, well, I've heard the combat's just all right. You're playing it for the story and the anime girls. <laughs> Wait, never mind that. All the game, the game, the whole game, it's just all right. No. <laughs> Just backtrack my entire statement. It's great. Nine point <laughs> five out of ten. Yep. Um, I've been playing a lot of games too since we really haven't been talking about games on this podcast that much. But um, I don't know. So I guess I played a little bit of the Black Ops Four beta over the weekend, the past weekend. And I have to say, Jack, you remember when we played the World War Two beta last year? And you remember what yeah. we said? Yes, it unsold me on the game. I was not excited, and I didn't play the beta. I wanted to. I didn't realize you had to pre-order, though, which I should have no, known no. by now. No, on PC, you didn't have to pre-order. I didn't pre-order. What? For If you I, wanted to play a day early, you had to pre-order, but after that, it was just, like, open. I fucked up, but anyways, based on the video footage I saw of gameplay, it doesn't look like I missed fucking much. I'll let you tell it as, a, as it is. Yeah, it's it's a Call of Duty-ass Call of Duty. That's what we said Did last year. Did they have the blackout mode open, the a la no. Fortnite? No, no? The, the beta for that is September. So keep an eye out for that. I think September 10 is when it opens for PS4, and they haven't announced the dates for the other consoles yet. That's but, what I want to see. That's what everyone wants to see. Yeah, that's going to be what's going to change a lot of uh, this upcoming Call of Duty. But so you remember how this new Call of Duty has like health bars, right? And then you're supposed to like he- you inject yourself with the healing juice, and that's how you heal instead of like just hiding out around a corner. Okay. Um, yeah. I thought like, oh, okay, so it's maybe going to make it feel a little bit more like Overwatch, like I'm playing Soldier 76 or something. It still feels like Call of Duty. It still feels like the exact same damn thing. And the only thing that's different now is when someone hides behind a corner, you can bet that they're probably healing themselves. You have to like whittle them down again. But that's like kind of the only real like change in gameplay that it's added. And of course, like knowing for when you should heal yourself. Right. But it just doesn't well, the, it, yeah. it doesn't feel different enough in my opinion. The thing is the thing is that their audience I feel like has spoken when Advanced Warfighter came out and was so radical with the side jumps and the air jumps and the wall walking and all that Titanfall 2 type shit and that was one of the worst selling versions of that game. Yeah. And um, I like that game a lot. I think and I played a lot of the multiplayer compared to, you know, uh Ghost or other, you know, Call of Duties that have come out since and uh I I wish that they 
I don't know. That was a good looking game, and I wish that you know they would continue to innovate in the space and multiplayer. But they they're just like you know there's some charts somewhere somewhere. Eric Hirschberg's ghost you know is haunting those halls, and he's alive. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, and. But you know what I mean? Like, there's some charts there where they're like, "Oh no, we see the analytics. Actually, people play for the X amount during this time. If we do this kind of mode, da 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 da." You know, so they're playing it safe and they're playing it to please investors, not necessarily to please gamers. They think, yeah. but they they mistakenly think it's one and the same. But it, it it's not going to get me excited about Call of Duty. Yeah, it's just a shame. Like, I'm I'm still interested to see what the blackout mode looks like, but. That'll be some sh- some real shit because that's basically the whole game because there's no single player. Yeah, I mean, then there's also the zombies mode, which is definitely like the only thing I'm still excited about. But I don't know yeah. if I'm sixty dollars worth of excited about it. Are they? Are but, they? Uh, you said you would buy a just zombies. I would buy a just zombies game, hundred percent for sixty bucks. I would buy a sixty dollar version of Call of Duty that just had a ton of zombies maps on it. Okay. Um, are there have there been any announcements in terms of like? you know who the special guests are for zombie mode this year or um they're just like you know a whole they, bunch you know of how they do funny you know yeah like no nothing yet no it's just like here's four random characters and then the four old guys that's about it oh oh really okay yeah so no, nothing crazy on that front um i feel like i feel like call of duty is like it's always one of those games or at least it has been for a long time now where like everyone that i've i've known that's that's a known call of duty fan that i've that are in my social circles are like, oh yeah, fuck Call of Duty. I'm not getting the Call of Duty this year, but they end up buying a fucking anyway. Yeah, like they'll talk all of the shit yeah. about it. It's one of and those then they'll games, end up yeah. fucking buying it anyway. It's like, like Madden kind of like I I'm playing Madden almost out of well this this year's version. I better play it. It's it's similar to that. It's in that same stratosphere, right? Of yeah. like annual releases. Yeah. Well, I've heard this year's though is especially bad. Like Angry Joe released a video about this year's Madden. And it's just so threadbare when it comes to features. Like, apparently the character customization is just fucking awful. Um, and among other, like, the franchise mode is just really bare bones. Or, like, everything about it's basically just a roster change with stripped features out. Like, that's what I've heard it is. And it's, there's a loot, there's like, they're the nasty EA, like, kind of loot cards and coins type system. I, and, I feel like, I feel like Battlefield is going to be so much better version of what Call of Duty is going to be. Which is funny because Battlefield's like pre-orders are down 85% compared to Call of Duty's this year. No shit. Wait, what? Yeah, uh, at least I remember 85? reading that somewhere. I should probably that's double not check a to small, confirm. That's, that's not a small number, my boy. Well, I'm not buying it because I'm on Premiere, right? So and I'm not pre-ordering uh, Call of Duty either. There's but. way too many other good games that are coming out that I'd rather play than Call of Duty or Battlefield. Yeah. I'm going to play Battlefield regardless. Um, so 85% might be a bit of an overshot, but they are lower than expected. The pre-order amount for Battlefield 5. Yeah, yeah they said their they're pre-orders are weak. I don't know. There's just they're showing in the trailers and shit like that. It just wasn't super strong. I'm also not that surprised because I'll bet people are still so I'm still salty about Battlefront 2. Yeah. I, I yeah, bet people I'm still on that boat. That's that's part of it. I mean, it's it's definitely a. It could be part of uh, like a boycotts EA sort of situation. I, I can too. now play that game absolutely free, and I'm still not playing. it. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. There's an open beta though for Battlefield Five coming soon, so maybe that'll change people's minds. Who knows? Yeah, I was so. Um, my buddy was actually telling me that uh, EA is going to be losing their exclusivity license 
for the NFL after I think next year. Who's gonna come up and challenge him? Sega? Two K. They wait, this is stated. I don't know. Well, dude, NFL theory, NFL two K could be a thing. Dude, and dude, they've been killing it on the NBA front. Like NBA the the NBA two K games are like a huge step up in quality I'm, in terms no, of the Madden, like you know, ahead of the Madden series. So if they if they threw their head in the ring against Madden, we could actually start getting good football games again. Just saying. We'll see. I mean, that is an ideal scenario, and I hope for that. But right, we'll. See. I mean, freaking EA is over there pitter pattering with NBA Live. Like, us, that's not doing shit. I, I love yeah. piling on, you know, piling on EA at any chance here. But let's not forget that when that deal happened, the NFL was shopping around looking for people to purchase exclusivity rights. EA didn't go to them. The NF, the league went to developers like who wants to give us this much money, $450 million or whatever it was, for exclusive rights. And EA was the only one that could afford it. So they yeah. took it. Why, why not? So that was more the league. So who's to say they won't do it again? That's that's fair. I, I don't know. Like, I maybe maybe it'll be amidst the controversy that EA has been receiving. Maybe it, like they've kind of lost goodwill with the NFL. Who knows? I don't know. It could be a myriad of things. I'm, ju- I'm just kind of speculating. Yeah, no, well, I, I'm all for it. Bring it on. I want multiple uh, fucking. Oh, my God. You know, I just realized if 2K did the college game, it would be freaking over because that's another you know thing that doesn't exist anymore. That's like that's a potential right. monopoly for 2K. If they did that, the Internet would fr- flip out, frip out. Well, frip that's on out. the NCAA, though, isn't it? Frip out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, if yeah. they did a college football game because there hasn't been one for like yeah. five years or so, whatever. Yeah. Right, right. It's funny because the last one's actually worth some money now. Who yeah, I, I own it. I kept it actually when I moved. Wow. Nice, nice. Yep. Mad, mad, mad. Mm-hmm. Um, I said let's probably switch over and start talking about some news because a lot of stuff happened, and uh, I don't want to like just just shove it in the corner. So, uh, <laughs> thanks. Let's start talking about some news. So the big thing, uh, some some weird conference of some kind is happening in Germany. I think they call it Gamescom. I hear it's a big deal. I hear it's a huge deal. And uh, tons of news has been coming out of that. Um, some of the big highlights here. Devil May Cry 5 has got a release date. Dude, uh, that game has a very nice frame rate and very nice lighting. I saw some gameplay. I was oh, pretty yeah. impressed. That game looks great. Dante Devil can, May Cry 5. Dante so can take his motorcycle split it in half and use the halves of the motorcycle as chainsaw blades. Oh, that sounds awesome. Right? <laughs> like, fuck Snow from Final Fantasy Thirteen. Like, oh, my motorcycles are two goddesses. Fuck that shit, man. Give me chainsaw blades. I don't even know what you're talking about. That sounds stupid. Okay. Yeah, there's a Final Fantasy Thirteen character whose summon is just two, like, it's two fucking Indian goddesses who fuse together and 69 each other to make a bike that he rides on. Erotic. It's weird. Um, so yeah, DMC five looks like it's gonna be great. Nero's whole like electronic bionic arm thing looks like it's gonna be so, so much fun to dope. play with. So dope. Mm. It's like it's dude, here's a scene where he's like literally riding on his a bionic arm like it's a fucking hoverboard. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's like rocket like, punching. Are you serious, dude? It's great. Like, it's so it's everything that I, I think if, if Devil May Cry fans aren't 
like diehards aren't satisfied with this i don't know what else like what what else do you want <laughs> it looks good i mean here's the thing yeah. though right even after this game comes out and it gets like nine out of ten ten out of ten right there's still going to be those people like Devil May cry 3 was so much better this isn't even a real double may cry game uh because it's just not as good uh double may cry 3 had the best combo system and the it's best not uh, running it's not running on devil may cry 3's engines so and yeah. devil may cry it, it's multi-plat right it's not going to be exclusive yeah yeah it's no, yeah, on, it should be multi. Yeah. It should be multiplayer. Oh, I'm gonna play yeah. it on that X. Yeah, yeah. That's That'd the they cool. released a gameplay footage of it running on the X too. It was it was nice. Ooh, mm-hmm. so nice. Uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is coming out two weeks later on March 22. Yowza. Yo, March March, actually more like Q1 of 2019 is like action RPG or action game just. Y'all, oh, it's I've been saying it since E3. I've been, games. Yeah, I've been saying it since E3. Q1 next year is going to be like Q1 2015. And even oh last year God. was a really good Q1 too when Persona came out. Kingdom Hearts 3, Sekiro, Devil May Cry 5. Am I missing something? Like, it's uh, I mean, the Division action game goodness. Two, if you care. I, did, they, did they put a release date on Biomutant? Because I, I, the gameplay is looking pretty dope. I do not know. Because Biomutant's actually, like, I was actually surprised. It's looking pretty solid. Because I was really skeptical at first. A lot, of, a lot of people were like, "Oh, what's this?" Like, I was, I, I was like, "Why is there so much buzz in this game?" Like, we don't even know anything about it yet. But gameplay looks solid. Anything about it, Robert? No, I'm not seeing anything yet. Oh, maybe not then. But yeah, a lot of freaking good action games. Sekiro looks awesome. I haven't watched all that gameplay that they released yet, but I already know I'm hyped. It's from software. Yeah. Only, only worry I have though, Activision publishing it. Still kind of iffy on that. I mean, Activision published Tenchu by From Software, so. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. You know. I, I, I don't know. I feel like March is a weird time for that to come out, though. Can't a help bit. but feel that way. Um, so about no. Biomutant, that's delayed till summer 2019, so who knows? Oh, right. um, okay. But with Sekiro, I mean, it's like, I don't think the fact that Activision's publishing it should worry you because it's still From Soft. You know what I mean? I think they've earned yeah. enough goodwill that I think it'd be dumb of action Activision to be like messing with their formula, you know? Yeah, I would hope so. I just hope they don't inject some Activision bullshit in there. You know? Yeah. It doesn't seem like they will. Let like some like, you know, loot I don't know, loot boxes or fucking microtransactions or some bullshit like that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that game looks great. It looks like it looks like Dark Souls plus Bloodborne on crack. It looks like you got to yes. move super fast for it. I'm excited. Yeah, all with that feudal Japan backdrop. I think. Well, now now that I think about it, I think Bloodborne. Blood. I I think all the Souls games were were spring releases when they originally came out, weren't they? Yeah, because Dark Souls three was, Bloodborne was, Dark Souls two was. Because they all came out in like April or April or March. Yeah, I know for a fact Dark Souls three came out in March. Yeah, and I know I know. For a fact, Dark Souls 2 did as well, and I'm pretty sure Bloodborne did too. But don't quote me on it. Anyways, that doesn't keep them from selling well, is what I'm getting at. So maybe maybe we shouldn't be worried about the March release date so much. I, I wasn't worried about it in the first place. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast, and they said, like, I don't know why that's a spring release. And I'm like, well... Okay, but what, what, what was their argument? Like, games don't sell in, in the spring? Well, yeah, because well, spring is is seen as kind of like a, like a feb the February March time is kind of seen as a dead zone for game sales. Um, what, to a lot dude? Of publishers. Not that, I don't know, man. I feel like that's always been pretty hot over the last five years, at least. 
Yeah, I, I, I could yeah. I could see the argument for January, right? Because like that's right after like Christmas season. Everyone's buying gifts, but no, still, no one... some good shit comes out in January too. Now, yeah, but like that, I'm that's not what saying, I'm saying. That's the, I mean, I'm not saying the good stuff doesn't come out then. I'm just saying that like it's, I mean, it, like a lot of summer games happen, and then people buy a lot of games during the summer because the Indom newbie has gonna. That's the, I feel like that's what goes on in publishers' heads, but who knows? I, I I'm just know. saying. I don't, know. I don't think we have anything to worry about though because it's it has enough clout, especially in the past, releasing that that window. That I don't think it's something to worry about. Guys, video games are back. We're going to have them. They're going to be out. It's going to be good. Life is yeah, good. Video games, video games are a thing. Video games I don't have been care, on man, I'll buy video games. I'll, I don't give a fuck. There's never a bad time to buy video games. I don't you know, know about you guys. I haven't played a video game in forever because they never come out anymore. But thank God, next March, <laughs> some video games are going to start coming out again. Uh, it's been the it's only be video great. games. Yeah. yeah. Mark uh, your calendar hey, for March. Yeah. Uh, also, mark your calendar for August 27, 2019, as the day Shenmue 3 is supposed to come out. i calling it now. I'm calling it now. It's going to slip. It looks like shit right now. There's no way that's a year off. I hope I'm wrong. I am in the Kickstarter. They send me way too many emails. I nice. actually just had to submit a Kickstarter um, uh, questionnaire to see what version I wanted. I opted for the Steam version because reasons. Right. Uh, so... Who knows? Is this game going to be like three hours long? That's kind of my fear. Shenmue three I, you hours. Know, I'm I'm right there with you, Jack. I think. I mean, even though we got this game announced for like quite some time ago, last time we saw it just didn't look all that good. I mean, they released a trailer recently. It's still like it's it looks better, but it doesn't look anywhere like near the shape it needs to be in yet. Yeah. And all, a year from now does not sound plausible to me. Games have changed so much since Shenmue two, and I never played Shenmue two. I played the shit out of Shenmue 1, but oh my gosh. You getting the HD re-release? I have considered it, but I haven't yet. But man, I'm telling you. And by the way, it doesn't even look that good. The screenshots I'm seeing of the HD re-release, but... No. I mean, it's just an up-res. If you go back... Yeah, it looks like it. If you go back and play Shenmue 1, man, that's not an easy game to revisit. It really is not. It's, it's, It's a slog. And it's just so antiquated at this point now so if they're just putting out another one of those like kind of like what's the point you know what i mean they're gonna have to really 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 change some of the core tenets of that series to even compete with games coming out now unless you're like positioning it as oh this is a retro game being you know what i mean like this is a yeah. d this is a retro game released in 2019 i don't know i i'm pessimistic but again i kickstarted it so i'm part of the problem Nice. I'd have to see. I'd have to see some actual gameplay and see how it's going to go. I, I I'm I rooting know. for him. I am rooting for him. I want them to right. succeed. I want this to be a cool thing. It is a cool thing. I want this to not end up like Mighty Number no. Nine, which I'm worried about. Same. I mean, I don't right. know what it, it, it's like. A lot of Kickstarter games recently have been pretty iffy. Like, I mean, Mighty Number no. Nine, like Jack mentioned, but then uh, We Happy Few. I don't know if you guys have been following reviews of that, but that yeah, uh, Jim Sterling shat all over that game. Yeah, that's a stinking pile of garbage. And that oh, was a bad game. game. You were looking forward to it, Robert. I was, and I haven't even booted it up because everything I've heard is just like. Yeah, do you kickstart the sixty dollars version? I can't remember. I did, but I only paid like thirty bucks. So okay, yeah, still though. Um, it's down the yeah, I, know. I still haven't even booted it, which is a shame. Ooh. Um, uh, Bloodstained, Bloodstained got delayed yes. to twenty nineteen. Oh, I forgot about that. That's yeah. Sad. Uh, what about, you know, I think Koji Igarashi is 
I think he just does not. He desperately does not want to pull a mighty number nine. I think that's why he's just taking a sweet time with it. Yeah, because he's mean, like he saw KG and Afune really royally fuck up with that game, and he's just like, listen, this isn't gonna happen with Bloodstake. Damn it, not if I can help it. Yeah. Also, yeah. speaking of shitty things about Kickstarter, I got a scary fucking message from my credit report. Literally said your email address, like my Gmail, is fucking on the dark web. <laughs> Oh. Because of a breach in Kickstarter that happened like oh. last month. And they well, said nice. to go change all your passwords and shit. And I was like, oh, I'm glad Kickstarter didn't say shit to me about this. Dude, that's some shit. Uh, what the fuck? Can't yeah, you, like, so if I you guys are on Kickstarter, you might want to investigate this. But my hey, I'm not, password but... and everything was compromised. Yikes. Rip. That might be worth looking into. PSA. Uh, let's see some more Gamescom news. Uh, I don't know. Cyberpunk dropped a couple concept arts. That's cool, I guess. And some screenshots. Yeah, I'm going dark on Cyberpunk, guys. I want to be shocked and surprised, like I was with Witcher Three. Screenshots look good, though. The game's yeah, gonna and, run uh, awesome. Geralt's in it now. They've confirmed that. You're joking. And, and uh, yeah, no, and special guest. Um all of the soul caliber series (laughs) yeah every character in that they're actually going to be there in cyberpunk format it's gonna be really cool can you imagine listen can you imagine a nintendo nintendo character's cyberpunk version this has got to be on some deviant art page or something please i could see that uh let's see oh hey nvidia you know team green they released their new uh well they not released but they dropped a bunch of information about the new the new NVIDIA chips, the two thousand, they're all super, super cheap, super affordable. Yeah, you could buy one with the five cents in your pocket right now. Well, bro, they pretty much cost as much as a cell phone now is, and that's in condemnation of the price of cell phones now. How is it normal that a cell phone costs a thousand dollars now? What yeah, the actual seriously. fuck? That's crazy, people. Yeah, what are I'm we looking fucking at you, doing? Samsung Note Nine. That's crazy, dude. A thousand dollar fuck. Yeah, off. dude. If you want, dude. If you want an iPhone X with like all the storage, twelve hundred dollars. There you yeah. go. I know. Right I'm there. actually looking to upgrade my iPhone when the new ones come out for my trip to visit you guys. Isn't that that's like a down that's like a down payment on a fucking car? Costs like triple <laughs> what it costs to fly out to Seattle. The iPhone X two is that what you're waiting for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for the the X two. Yeah, X two. Um, yeah. So yeah, the sequel to Mega Man X. Um, so the GT, not GTX. Wow, it's actually the RTX, the NVIDIA RTX 2000 series. Ray tracing extreme. Yeah, where they use real time ray tracing. So now lighting is going to be totally different the way they render it. It's somewhat it, been considered the holy grail of graphics processing until yeah. now. And now it's reality. Right. And now it can happen in your computer for $1,200. Um, so they've announced the 2070, the 2080, and then the 2080 Ti, which go for 500, 700, and 1,000, I think. The, but then they each is, have. Go ahead, sorry. Well, they each have Founders Editions that bump it up to like 600, like 900, and $1,200. This is notable because usually the TIs don't come out for at least another year after the original skew. So for them all to kind of come out, and is it same day and date? Yeah, I think they, they start shipping soon if you pre-ordered. Man, get your cryptocurrencies ready, shit, because those are going to yeah. be hard to find. I, uh, I still, I'm so mad about just how expensive it is. Like, that's stupid. Well, when I built my PC with two 980s in it, I spent 1200 bucks because they were 600 each. And I was, right, that was back when uh, SLI was a thing, which, thank God, it isn't anymore. 
Yeah, but I mean, this is like a single GPU, like a single piece of your very expensive computer machine is going to be twelve hundred dollars. Hey, yeah, twelve hundred dollars sitting on an eighty dollar motherboard. They don't it's called <laughs> yeah. the master race for no reason. It ain't the cheapest. I mean, I'm just damn. saying. I feel like that's the highest it's been in years. Like the, uh, the new top of the line cards. I think it's in line. I honestly think it's in line with the bleeding edge of PC tech. Twelve hundred dollars in for a GPU uh, solution. Again, when, when considering SLI, I don't think it's like out of the realm possibility for some people. Like, I wish that I was in the market to upgrade because I it, this is very exciting, especially since the TI is out right away. Normally, I wait for the TI line like I did with the 1080 TI. But, I mean, my 1080 Ti is still going fucking strong. A 980 is still a very serviceable and capable card now. So, my yes. question to you, okay, did you see, like, the graphic demos of this? Like, it looks good. looks very good what it can do. But let me ask you this. Is is this what these new cards here, is this what the next generation of consoles is going to look like? Or are they going to leap this again in, in 2020 or whenever ostensibly these are new consoles are coming out? Are they going to leapfrog think, this graphic card generation? I think this is what it's going to look like. I don't. I don't think that there's another leapfrog in store for a good while. I think Nvidia will leapfrog themselves in two years. I don't know. So it's well, the new consoles that come out are sure as hell are not going to be having some sort of RTX twenty eighty or twenty seventy in them. You don't think so? I think that's hell totally no. possible. No, dude. The, they they would cost way too much to produce. Like, the, the consoles would cost a, an insane amount of money. Like, the current consoles we have sitting in our living rooms right now, the the PS4s, Xbox Ones, what have you, they're using AMD chips. I'm Modified pre- AMD chips. I hear you. Yeah. I predict, listen, I predict the next PlayStation is going to be $500, like the top SKU. And I think uh, the Xbox is going to be $400. I think they're going to kind of flip-flop pricing hmm. from last gen. Go Maybe. back to the PS3 early guess. Yeah, I mean, I think that no matter what the new consoles decide to do in terms of power, in terms of GPU and things like that, it's going to help raise the bar in general for gaming because that's yeah, console gaming is what kind of bottlenecks graphics in, in terms of like how they evolve and things like that because they have to be whatever games are on those consoles has to be optimized for said consoles, blah, blah, blah. Right. But. Just the just the cost of production alone. I I mean, shit. I don't even know if we're gonna we're, they're gonna be slapping 1080s and then sons of bitches by the time we get the new consoles. It's probably gonna be closer to a 1060 by the time we get the new consoles. If I, I feel like guess. I feel like cloud gaming as well is gonna be much more normalized and integrated as well with the next generation. True. Oh, I mean, and, yeah, I can agree with that. And cloud yeah. processing, right? But That's what, what I mean. I yeah. Yeah. But what if anything? What this means is that if you are a PC gamer, that means a 1080 Ti is gonna start getting cheaper in a few months. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. I'm yeah. actually purchase one myself. Yeah, that's you actually. We think. We think. This is all theoretical. We'll see. Yeah, it's true. Well, no, the 1080 Ti, dude. Right after, one after, the, right after the 2080 got announced, the a bunch of the 1080 Ti's went on sale. You can get one for like four hundred dollars now. A 1080 Ti for four hundred dollars. Yeah, four hundred thirty-four dollars on Amazon. I can't. I, it might have been Amazon or Newegg. That's crazy, um, dude. Wow. Yeah, a bunch that's of them went on steal. sale. Right. Dude, you can do 4K 60 frames a second. You can do four with certain games. You can do 4K 144 frames a second with those things. I know, I'm not 100 percent sure if it was a TI or a regular 1080, but it was one of the two. Okay, four hundred dollars is still reasonable. I'm just saying, a 1080 Ti is still an incredibly capable car. There's 
really nothing I yeah. can't play, you know, at over 100 frames a second in 34, 40 by 14, 40. I, I feel like if you have a 1080 Ti right now, dude, you're set for at least the next three or four years. I know. I'm not going to upgrade my personal yeah. rig. I don't know. We'll see. I have some options. I don't know whether I'm going to build my wife a new PC or whether I'm just going to build myself one and give her the one I'm using now, which seems a little extravagant. But, uh, you know, I, I certainly am going to wait, I think, until the next generation. So the 380 Ti's or whatever they're going to be called. You know, that's probably when I'm really invest in a new graphics card. Right. Right. Um, just a couple like quick fire uh, news bits also from Gamescom. Life is Strange 2 gets a new trailer. It is weird. It's definitely different. It's definitely not Chloe and Max anymore. It looks like it's going to deal with like PTSD and shit, which is kind of interesting. Um, Blizzard. I'm into it. Same. It looks like it's going to be good. Blizzard has revealed a new map for Overwatch. It's going to be in Busan, South Korea. And also cool. they revealed a animated short with D.Va, which is kind of I cute. saw that today. Yeah, it, it, man, I can't wait for the uh, the uh, the fan. I don't know. People are way too fond of those characters. If you guys are catching my drift, I can't wait for them to get a look at those videos. Uh, never yeah. mind. I'll change the subject. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I thought that short was kind of cute. It's kind of cool. It kind of showed D.Va in an interesting way. Um. I just want Blizzard to make a movie. I just want to watch an Overwatch movie. They, here's why they never will. World of Warcraft is the thing, that movie. Yeah, exactly. I'd want one that's like Warcraft, but not shitty like Warcraft. They need just to have like f- Pixar. Just, just fucking just, just hire Pixar to yeah. do the just the full-blown animated Wh- movie. Whoever did The Incredibles needs to do Overwatch. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Diablo 3. Uh, apparently people got to play the Switch version at Gamescom. Oh, cool. And How uh, is it? Is there a verdict? I mean, there isn't like a hard verdict, but I guess it's just like... Yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's locked it's at 60 frames a second, 720 in uh, in mobile mode, in undocked and, mode, and, and also this... Yeah, and then... Yeah, exactly. And then they're saying that there is going to be no day one patch the entire game and all the DLC and everything's going to fit on the cartridge. There's no nice. downloads. So that's Amazing. a win. That's great. Yeah. Amazing. And apparently even like, because, you know, we've all played Diablo 3. When things get really hectic, right, like there are a lot of explosions and blood on the screen, right? Like it can, like if you have a lower powered rig, it can like stutter you for a couple seconds, right? Like we all know that. Oh, yeah. 100%. Apparently the Switch doesn't do that according to this hands-on from IGN. Right. If if Switch was my only console, my only means of playing games, I would be fucking psyched for this game. Yeah. I'm actually still pretty pumped. I haven't see I haven't played Diablo since when it released in 2012. So this is like the perfect reason for me to jump back mm, in. It's just yeah. me. I, it's uh, it's so clearly more than almost any other game I can think of besides maybe StarCraft, right, or RTSs. But it's so clearly a mouse and keyboard game. That's where same it would be so hard for me to adjust. No, I hear you. I've I played the PS3 version a little bit way back when, and it was a huge adjustment to get used to using face buttons to do yeah. attacks and shit like that. I've I've heard though that the jump to console it's not bad, but I think I'd still prefer playing it only on PC personally. It's such a mouse keyboard game, one of Same. the most mobile keyboard and games. Colin, ever. if you get it for PC, then you can play it with Jack and I. I mean, there's that's a thing, and we can fucking we can dink you. Yeah, you instead of it? playing it alone on your Switch. Wait, no can you crossplay? Is there crossplay? I, I doubt it. Doubt it. Fact. Whatever. Why would I want to play with friends anyway? It's friends Man. are stupid. Yeah, okay. friends are dumb guys. Okay. All right. 
let's wrap up the show here. So I kind of wanted to start this wrap hey, up off. Hey, talking by... to your mic, dude. What are you doing? Fine. Let's wrap up the oh, show, guys. Welcome back to the show, Robert. Hi. Oh, he's what, alive. What about now? Are we good? Are you guys good? Yep. Can you hear yep. Me? We're great. Good. All right. So I wanted to wrap up the show. <laughs> okay. So um, we got a few comments on our last episode on YouTube for our Terrace House spoiler cast. Uh, yeah. We don't just talk about video games, guys. We also talk about talk about Japanese people living in a house in the woods. Um, and, uh, you know, we got Lunar. want to thank you for saying that you were waiting for this. You're welcome. I want to thank James M., uh, for saying that we were pretty good about calling out when Shion and uh, Taka just kind of laid out Tsubasa's whole life story in front of everyone's eyes for no real reason at the dinner table. Uh, and he pointed us to a video where apparently Mayu kind of calls him out on that, which is pretty cool. Thank goodness. Yeah, that, made that. Me, that made me think they're at least a little more human now. I just wish there were English subs so I could hear what they're saying. Same. Yeah, there was, there was definitely a lot of sah in there. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I want to thank uh, Fidel Cashflow for having a great name and uh, also just uh, saying that show hates creep. <laughs> In so many yeah. words. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a great ar- article by uh, an outlet called Vulture that wrote all about that scene. You guys know which scene we're talking about if you're a fan of the show. Yeah, that's true. Um, if, if you have no idea what we're talking about, just go watch Terrace House and listen to our spoiler cast because Terrace House on Netflix is a banger. Yeah. Yes, it is. And uh, certainly, yeah, let's... Uh Let's keep watching that show. It's pretty good, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Please be excited. Please remain to be excited. <laughs> yeah. Only five more weeks till the next drop. Nice. Um, but yeah, that about does it for us for this episode of the Scientist Podcast. So if you enjoyed what we did, consider leaving a comment on YouTube or, you know, like and you know, smash that like button. Destroy uh, that. Subscribe. Take yeah. a fucking slash subscribe yeah. bell hit the thing Con, i'm hearing you through the wall <laughs> <laughs> through the through my headphones through the wall <laughs> do the thing in the stuff to the stuff anyway here's uh, wonder wall yeah no so you know if you also want to email us you can email us anything that we can read live on this pre-recorded show at tiny at gmail.com um if you want to leave us an iTunes review, that would be super mega helpful. That'd mean a lot to us. If not, um, start a band in whatever state you're in that uh, resembles whatever genre that uh, your state would do and win a national hypothetical contest. And then on live TV, tell all your friends on national TV to uh, listen to Scientist podcast. I'm realizing that I'm going to probably put that joke at the end of the episode. So just wait till the end of the music and you'll get that reference. Holy crap. Great organization <laughs> skills, Robert. Thanks. It's called post-process. Yes. Uh, where can we find you guys online on the internet? You can find me on Twitter. At boo underscore underscore five five, a.k.a. Colin and Mono. You know me, yeah. MR dot underscore C-E-P-E-D-A on Instagram. Hit it up. And also, guys, like, yeah, we're reading the comments you're leaving on YouTube or wherever. So keep them coming. Yeah, we're leaving iTunes review because then we'll we'll read that read that thing. And if you don't leave, read, you leave an iTunes comment, then then what justifies your existence, right? You, I mean, you don't you don't have us read it, then sound, you don't have you have no reason to live. Sound any logic. Other, sound logic. Any other philosophical questions you want to stumble through there, Colin? <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's okay, warm. It it's up. warm here in the Pacific Northwest. Wrap it up, guys. You guys, the <laughs> yep. smoke you're inhaling it now. It's burning it's, your it's lungs. Still, ah!
I'm dying. It's affecting uh, your you can, faculties. You can find me at P-I-N-O. Oh, no. No, I'm kidding. P-I-N-O-P-T-I-M-I-S-T. Thank you so much for listening to episode 59 of the Tiny Disc Podcast. And we'll see you next Thursday. Today is going to be the day that we throw We don't have the copyright, you. dude. <laughs> Liam Gallagher will sue the shit out of us. <laughs>